Welcome back to the Get More Podcast, where we're going to get you more money, more marketing, more business strategy, more community, and just more of the good stuff that you need in your life every day. Welcome back to another episode of Money Monday. So in all honesty, I had always planned to record a post-vacation podcast. I was always going to go over like how things went for our trip, how budgeting was, how how all of that was, and all of the, you know, the wins, and if we had any loses, did we go over, under, any of that stuff, what kind of hacks that I would have, anything new and exciting. I anticipated that would be the podcast that I would be creating for this. And because of how differently the trip honestly went for me in a lot of ways in terms of where we spent money, where we didn't spend money, and how I felt, I don't know that I'm going to be able to do an episode like that. Because today we're going to do the episode that honestly punched me in the face a little bit. The reality of what happened on our trip truly, truly punches me in the face, drags me out by my hair, and is like, actually, you have not done enough work. You are not comfortable in this space. You have not been tested out in the world. And this just kicked your ass. It kicked your ass so bad. So if you had asked me going on this trip, how my money mindset was, how I was feeling about it, I would have said I was feeling really good. I was confident that we had saved for this trip, that I had already essentially purchased the vast majority of the things for our trip, our, all of the places that we stayed, the Airbnbs, the hotels, the places that we were staying, all of that was booked and paid for before we even went on the trip. Our flights, all of that was booked. The train, all of the day-to-day stuff necessarily was booked and the rental car was booked, all this stuff. So I already knew that I had spent the bulk of the money that I was gonna spend on the trip. I had already spent it. I was feeling good about that. Awesome, cool. You know, I'm not personally bringing in as much income as I would like to be right now. Thankfully, Justin is slaying it as per usual. He and I are both completely on the same page essentially, that we have plenty of money. We are not hurting financially. Bills are paid, rent's paid. We live within our means. We live very comfortably. We're not in dire financial straits by any means. But we had never done a real vacation like this. We have never gone for as long. I was gone for 15 freaking days. We'll get into that. He was only gone for seven. So it was really an extended trip that we had taken. The longest that we had ever been away before was for two nights, maybe three nights. Two nights last summer was the longest that we had been away from having the four cats that we do. This was the longest time away from all of them, which was also really, really hard. But, you know, leave your cats. It's hard. So, I was feeling good about the trip. I knew we had the money. Yes, I err on the side of being more conservative and not necessarily spending more and just avoiding the things that I don't need to spend on things. So, we are more or less on the same page. We knew we were going to have, you know, unexpected expenses. We knew things were going to happen, whatever. I built that into the vacation budget. I built a lot into this 
vacation budget. I built in how much I wanted us to spend per day. I figured out roughly what meals would be. I knew about the amount that we would be going out, who we would be going out with, where we would probably be going. So I knew a lot of these logistical things already in the first place. And so I had a day-to-day -day budget, like the amount that I'd like to spend, you know, we don't spend as much this day. Cool. It kind of rolls over into the next day within reason because I'm still too painfully in reason and I don't think I bought anything, honestly, on vacation that I could not eat. I think everything we bought was edible. I'm thinking about this now. Did I buy? I don't think that I bought anything because I came back, I came back with like extra snacks but not any like, things. Yeah, so I don't think I bought anything that wasn't a consumable product while on vacation, and that's generally just how I am. I don't tend to buy things unless I absolutely need them, and a lot of times people just give me random stuff, so most of the things in my office even right now have been gifts because I'm just like, whatever, I don't need that, and then someone's like, oh my gosh, you need this, and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Awesome. I love it. I appreciate it. It's so freaking cool how lavish and whatnot my friends are when it comes to gifts and stuff. Again, I guess, <laughs> sidetracked, apologies. So, we were doing good. We were doing good about this trip, and we, you know, I was feeling good. I was feeling really good about it, and then we actually left. We actually got on the airplane, and we, and we went from Nashville to Denver to Portland, and going back to Oregon is really hard for me. I was gone for, for years and years and years, tons and tons and tons of bad blood in the state, so going this time um, really was going to feel different for me. It, that was the goal. I wanted it to feel different. I wanted it to be different. And so when we landed, I realized that I was standing in the airport of the first airport that I had ever got on a plane and left. I, I left from this airport. I left and I anticipated, no, I didn't anticipate. I pretty much swore to myself I would never go back. I would never, ever, ever fucking go back. I was never going back to Oregon. I did not care. It was too shitty for me. And I was standing in this airport in Portland and I'm like standing there with my husband because holy shit, I left and I went to Alaska and I got a husband and I was standing in this airport and I had a brand new iPhone. I have the iPhone 12 Pro Max. I have this amazing phone that I'm trying to figure out how to get out of this damn airport because I'm lost and I have my phone and I have my husband and I'm on vacation and I have money and we are debt free and it was so emotionally traumatic that I think it set me up to fall apart really really hard the next day. It was such a it was such an elevated high for me. It was it was like the peak. I could not believe that that was my real life, that I was standing there, that that was my experience, that I was coming back and I had all these things going for me. And so I thought I was sky high, yes, success, living for it. And we left the airport, we checked into our room and we went to dinner which was like right down the corner from us. It is late. We have been traveling all day. Uh, I think it was like 9 p.m. probably by the time we got there. Um, and we were going to dinner. We'd been, I'd gotten up at four, to go to the gym. So travel day, long day. And we 
sat down at this bar and we ordered food and we haven't gone out to eat and I don't know how long. It's been a long time now. We haven't gone out to eat. Uh, if I make all the food, every once in a while we'll get like fast food. And so there wasn't really like anywhere that showed me like prices on this menu, anything like that. And I was like, I'm mm, not a big fan of that. Um, and so Justin goes to pay it. And when he gets back, I'm like, how much was it? This was the worst idea that I could have possibly started the trip with. This was the worst idea because, as we've already covered, I was fully aware that we had the money and I had daily travel budget totals. And obviously, that was a travel day, which means that I had a travel budget and we sure as heck didn't spend my whole food travel budget in the Denver airport getting Chick-fil-A. So I knew that. But, uh, my brain decided it didn't want to know that. It just wanted to know panic, 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 panic. It just wanted to know what that total was and to start going through all of the things that I could have bought instead of that, which is exactly what I did. We spent $40 on one meal and it was, it was good food. It was. I ended up taking my other half to go, so I ended up getting like two meals out of it. So, extra win for me. But my brain was just screaming. Like, oh my God, how did you spend that much money on dinner? What are you doing? You crazy. This is stupid. How could you do that? That's a week's worth of groceries. That's cat food. That's cat litter. It is so many other things. And my brain is screaming. I'm like starting to shut down. And I'm just like, oh, we can't do this right now. Brain, we're not doing this. I don't care. No chill. Uh-uh. We have the money. We literally have the money. And I was like sitting there and I checked the bank account to make sure we had the money and we had the money. And I was like, cool, perfect, awesome. So that was like my first kind of jarring like, oh shit, maybe I'm not as confident in all of this money work that I've done because I haven't had to test it in the real world. I have been perfectly comfortable at home, alone in my house for months, months and months a year and a half. I've basically been alone in my apartment. I mean, I'm with Justin. So we have been here alone. We don't go out. We don't do any of that stuff. And so I know exactly how much money we spend every month. We're doing great. Perfect. All of that went out the window with that first purchase and me being like, oh my God, what if we can't do this? What if everything goes wrong? What if, oh my God, what if this, 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 and this? And that sucked. It sucked a lot for me to try to process through that night. I really didn't try to ignore it. Be like, whatever, fine. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's great. Great, 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 great. I'm happy to be home. It's going well. I worked really, really hard for this. And I kept saying that to myself. I've worked really, really, really hard to get to have this vacation. We have worked really, really hard to have this vacation. And this is the vacation that we were supposed to take last year. This was supposed to be the actual debt-free, yay, vacation that we had been dreaming of. That was supposed to be last year. And it was, we put it off and we put it off and we put it off. So like this was our first real thing that we were going to get to do together. And I kept saying that to myself over and over. Like, we got this. It's fine. It's good. And so I just kept saying that. And I just waited for it to come true. I just waited for my brain to catch up to how true that was going to be. Because once it knew that, everything was going to be rainbows and sunshines and sparkles. 
right? So what should have been Rainbow Sunshine and Sparkles uh, reversed courses pretty severely the next day. So we were taking the train from Portland to Eugene, partly because it was more cost-effective to get a rental car elsewhere outside the airport. That was kind of the thing. But also, I don't drive. I feel like I've covered that. Um, but I don't drive. So this was really going to be Justin's only chance to kind of get to actually just check out the scenery, kick back, not have to drive. He is our designated driver all the time for all things. So this is going to be him getting to kick back, see the scenery, check out the Cascades, We'd never been, we'd never been on a train together. I don't think he'd ever been on a train, period. So, that was going to be really, really exciting. And so, we take our great train. It's super cheap. Amtrak is great. I had a lot of great Amtrak trips um, on vacation. So, shout out to Amtrak. Love it. Um, and so, we take the train. And this is where, honestly, the bottom what I thought was going to be the bottoming out of the trip. And it showed me how quickly one can reverse back into old habits because if you followed my Instagram at all while I was on the trip, you kind of know the rental car fiasco to say the least. So I shared on another podcast, I think honestly, Two weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, it was another Money Monday. It's on the blog. It's on all over my Instagram. I shared the way that I saved a butt ton of money on our rental car, which I do still stand by. I do still stand by what I did to book that rental car. So we go to the rental car place. Awesome. Cool. We get there. We check in and... This is apparently their policy, 100%, whatever. It was not in anything that I got. The guy was really apologetic. We're going to start there. The guy was very apologetic. It is their policy. I did not know this. We did not know this. There was no way for us or for apparently them to have known this, whatever. Um, But we get to the rental car place and apparently the vehicle that I booked was considered oversized, which... I don't really know necessarily what like super oversized is, okay? So there's nothing on where I'm booking this that there are any special requirements, anything like that. It's just anything available to book. And the only reason that I booked this thing was because it was available for all of the dates of our trip and we wanted a little bit bigger of a vehicle because we were going to be going to the coast, we had our stuff, we were going camping, so we wanted a bigger vehicle for that. So, apparently it was oversized. I don't know this. Not doesn't seem like a whole big deal, does it? Until we get there and we're trying to, you know, get it and the guy is like, "Do you have your credit card?" And obviously, very loudly and very proudly, we do not have credit cards. We paid off our credit cards, cut them up, they gone. No credit cards, not here for it. I'm not here for it. And we were like, "Well, no." we don't do credit cards because we don't because I personally got in a shit ton of trouble with them. Not great. Not here for it. Paying cash is easier and more effective. And so we're like, no, we don't. We have our debit card. We can pay you whatever. Uh, And I'm thinking like, oh, it's just going to be an extra deposit, whatever, oversized vehicle, blah, blah, blah. Don't really care. 
Turns out that in order to rent that specific, only that specific vehicle, that one oversized vehicle that was booked for the entire duration of our trip, only that vehicle you cannot book without a credit card. You have to have a credit card. You have to. And I was like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I can give you all of the money right now. I can guarantee giving you all of the money right now. And I'm not going to get any interest, any bullshit like that. And a lot of people, since that has happened, have been like, of course you need a credit card. How are you even traveling without a credit card? I haven't used a credit card to do anything, anything at all since 2015 when I maxed that shit out and couldn't use it. I have not used a credit card in over six years and Justin hasn't used his. I think we paid his off like right off the bat 2019. So we have moved across the country. We have flown multiple times across the country. We've stayed in multiple hotels and done so many things without a credit card. So having a credit card has never, ever been a detriment to our life, to anything that we're doing. This has never happened. This has never, ever come up for either of us. So we don't have it. There's nothing this guy can do. They don't have any other vehicles. And to say that I shattered into a million pieces and was openly crying uh, in this car rental shop and then the entire Uber to our Airbnb and then just hysterically sobbing, eating gummy bears, sitting on the bed in our Airbnb. And mind you, these gummy bears were not good. They were all the same color. I think they were all the same flavor. So I'm just, I'm a wreck. I'm not good. I am a shitty mess because I am starting to try to find another rental car. I am, I am desperately searching for any rental car whatsoever in the area that we could get either that night, Friday, or early on Saturday, even though we really definitely needed the rental car because we were actually going places. Typically, since I don't drive, I coordinate public transit, things like that. I had not coordinated any of that. And I was like, well, we can make that work, but we don't really want to do that because without a vehicle, we would not be able to go to the coast. And we had already booked two days at the coast. So there were a lot of things contingent on getting this vehicle. So I am losing my mind searching every single car site in the area. I'm checking Expedia, Priceline, Orbit. I'm looking at the actual Enterprise, the um, oh, Enterprise, Hertz, Alamo, I think that's one of them. Uh, I looked at to-go cars, um, any other car rental thing that I could find that I could Google that was going to be within 30 miles of us. I was looking everywhere and everyone was like, you don't have a car for the whole time or no car until like Saturday, no car until Sunday. Oh, you can get one on Monday. No car here, no car here. And a lot of them were still going to be several thousand dollars. It was last minute. Um, basically, 
the highest prices that they're going to possibly be because last minute is the absolute worst because they know you're desperate, which is so shitty. They know you are desperate when you're booking things last minute. But all of these things were going to still be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And even though, even though we could afford it, even though Justin was like, just get it. Doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. It's fine. It's fine. No matter how many times he could say that, no matter how many times I could look at our bank account and be like, okay, no, we have this money. If this happens, it happens. No matter how many times I did that, I could not get past the fact that I thought I was financially ruining our relationship with this vacation. That I was going to drag us down into into debt somehow, that I was going to clean out the bank account somehow, that something catastrophic was going to happen on this trip. And I think I thought that before. I don't know if I'd really acknowledged it before because in the back of my head, it's like, oh, something always happens. Something always happens. Something always goes wrong in Oregon, blah, blah, blah. Uh, manifesting, terrible decision. Spoke that full on into existence. Um, but I don't think I'd really verbalized it before, and so I was just here, and, and it was really, really fucking hard to be in the place that I had left when I was essentially in financial ruin, and to come back and to go so immediately from really the day before being in the airport feeling like, oh my god, I've made it, I'm here, to, oh my god, I'm never going to change, I'm going to always recklessly spend money despite my best attempts, something bad is going to always happen, I'm going to ruin it somehow, I'm going to, I'm going to wreck all of it somehow, one way or another, and that is all I kept thinking, that is that I thought that's so hard and there was no talking to me. There was no, it's going to be okay. My friends were trying to calm me down being like, no, it's going to be fine. You'll figure something out. You always figure something out because somehow I do. It sucks, it's the, but there's always like a solution somewhere in there. And if anyone's going to figure it out, it probably is going to be me, which is fine, but sucks in the instance because I don't want to have to figure it out. I didn't want to have to figure out anything. I really just wanted to go home. I looked at, I literally looked at tickets to come back because I was like, I'm just going to ruin us if I stay here because something else is going to go wrong that's going to cost us even more money. And just shitty, awful, awful things that I said to myself about money and that I was so I remembered kind of that somebody else I follow on Instagram and she's got a podcast that I love empower her um she and her fiance they had to go from Austin to Seattle to take care of a family member for a while and she um she and her friend, they didn't have a rental car. Like, they didn't have a car to drive. He had already taken the car. Um, and they didn't have... They didn't want to spend, like, the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on a rental car. So, 
they went and got a full-sized U-Haul truck. And I thought that was the funniest thing in the world when I saw them doing it. And I watched them go across the states. And here we were, basically stuck in my hometown without a vehicle. And I had seen on, like, a blog while I was looking for rental cars because I was just, like, Googling last-minute rental cars, what to do, blah, blah, blah. And I just saw one that was, like, if you're desperate, U-Haul. And I looked at that. I vaguely remembered the Instagram thing and was like, well, I'm just going to check. I'm just going to look because why not? Like, I'm, I'm not desperate. Like, whatever. I'm not desperate. And so I look at Justin and I'm like, what about a U-Haul? Because we already had experience that you do not need a credit card to get a U-Haul because we drove one of them suckers from Colorado to Tennessee. So we already are aware that you do not need a, a credit card to get a U-Haul. So, he kind of laughed, and we're like, well, let's look. And so, I start looking up U-Haul fucking cargo vans, and y'all, it's a smaller, it was a smaller vehicle than apparently the oversized thing that we were supposed to get before. It's like an actual just like work cargo van for in, like, in-town moves, whatever, and so it had, like, everyday options, and then it had, like, a full seven-day option that was even less money, because you're, like, getting it in bulk, but you're gonna pay, like, extra mileage, and I was like, we could literally do this, and it would only end up being a little bit more than the original thing that I had booked, like, months prior, and so we were like, fuck it, yeah, we're gonna do that, because my desperation was palpable at that point. It was a tangible solution. Justin feels comfortable driving really anything that has wheels, I think, at this point. So, he was like, yeah, I could drive that. I was like, well, it'll be ridiculous, but it's fine. It's fine. And so, I go through the process of booking this. So, U-Haul has this really cool new thing. I, okay, I guess I don't know if it's that new but it's something that they've been doing for a while, at least. New to me. New to me. This new U-Haul thing to me. Um, I guess I haven't needed them since 2019. Okay. Who knows how long they've been doing it. Anyway, so we fill out everything on, like, the U-Haul website, and it has a 24-7 pickup system. And... That seemed a little weird to me, but when I watched some YouTube videos and I googled some more of it, it was like a legit thing, and I was like, okay, cool. So, with their 24-7, you, but this is not an ad for U-Haul, this is just some shit that we had to go through. So, we go to U-Haul, and the way it works is once you get there, um, you start your check-in, and then it tells you what van that you're gonna get. It gives you, um, like the barcode sort of thing. It gives you like what numbers the van is. So it's got like a map and like where essentially your van should be. So we've got like, we're checking in, we go and we find the van. Cause like once you get the van and you start the check-in process, it'll tell you where the keys are, like what box to get the keys, all that stuff. And so we find the van and y'all, when I say something inside me, I think just snapped like, I had an actual just, like, oh, this is the end, snapping crazy moment because we find this van and 
the U-Haul is closed, mind you. It, the U-Haul dealership, whatever you want to call it, they closed at like 6. We're here at like 8 o'clock at night because this thing says that we can get it. And this U-Haul is sandwiched in between two other vans, a giant propane refilling tunnel, it's not a tunnel, station, and two trailers, it's like a couple trailers, and a fucking cement pole. You could not have gotten this fucking van out if you tried. You could have lifted the van if you had a crane. You could have put a crane, you could have gotten a crane, you could have hoisted the van out of there, but there was no getting this van out without moving the front or the back vehicle. So, we are, it is 8 o'clock, we have had this whole rental car fiasco, and I am just sitting on, like, a curb, I don't know, a piece of concrete in front of this van, and I am calling customer service because there's, like, a section that's, like, can't find your van, can't access your van. I'm like, yeah, I can't fucking access anything right now, and so I'm sitting here holding my phone, listening to them tell me how important my call is for, like, 20 minutes, and I'm just laughing. I'm, I'm like cackling. Like they weren't good laughs, but I was just cackling and laughing. And Justin goes off to find the key box and comes back and he's like trying to do something else. And I'm just laughing because I'm like, this can't even be real. This cannot really be happening. And I've been like updating my friends just like you guys this, I can't even make this up. Why does this always happen to me? This is, this is literally what happens every time I come to Eugene. Why do I come back? All this stuff. And I, but at that point, it's just, it's, it's funny. We, we realize that we're not going to be able to get this van tonight, no matter what, unless the guy who comes on the phone is like, oh my gosh, maybe there's somebody still there. We can figure it out. Maybe we could change the vans, but you can't change the vans because the whole point is that the right keys have to be in the lockbox. And in theory, only the keys to our van were going to be in the lockbox and there wasn't any other way for us to find out. So, I'm, so we're outside, we're just sitting in this U-Haul parking lot. Like, other people come and drop off their shit. The other people drop off their vans. Other people come and leave. And we are just sitting here, I'm just laughing, because at that point, there's nothing else you can do. You, just, I had to just, like, let it go and be like, this is fine. This is fine. This is what's happening. How can I find a way to be okay with this? Because it's, it's so out of my hands. I have done everything. At this point, I have done everything that I could to get a vehicle that night to try to figure some stuff out, try to get on track. I've done everything that I could, so I just had to let it go. And eventually we did talk to U-Haul customer service. He was super, super great. Um, they do have, for those 24-7 situations, they do have a $50 guarantee for the reservation. So he was like, so you will be able to get that, um, like as a like as a credit, he's like, you'll be able to get that. And we were like, okay cool. That brings the price down even more. And I was like, fine. We really didn't need it tonight. It's fine. We'll just deal with that. Um, and so like we, we just like went back to the Airbnb. We'd, we'd gotten snacks earlier and just like made a bunch of popcorn and went to bed and was like, we're done. And so the next day 
which I think was Friday. I think it was Friday. Um, we went back to U-Haul and really when we like walked in and we like walked up to the lady and we're like, so we tried to get this van yesterday and she was so apologetic. She was so nice. She's like, I know all about the situation. She gave us a bigger discount, which actually made it, um, it would have been almost the same price that the original rental car thing that I booked was, um, so we got that. We got kind of like a better package deal. Um, and it was just, it was just a much better. It was a good experience. And so, yay, we got the van. And... But, man, it was, it was hard. And really for the rest of the trip, because that really shook me like it was a really it was a big hiccup it was really funny the rest of the trip it really was because everywhere we went we got this freaking u-haul van we driving the coast we camping in this van we rolling up just like everywhere in this van it was funny it was funny we got dutch bros in this van um went to dinner in this van like it was funny it genuinely was very funny but Seeing how quickly I could go from so confident about everything to feeling like I had literally doomed our entire vacation in a matter of, honestly, a matter of minutes from realizing that there was an unforeseen problem and I could not fix it immediately and how quickly I jumped to the worst possible solution, the worst possible outcome where everything was going to be ruined even though I clearly had not exhausted all of my potential solutions. And that that sucked. That That's one of those things that I really work with other people on to process through in like scary financial situations and to trust yourself and to realize that I was still not fully trusting myself, that I just felt like I had been trusting myself, really, really jacked up my idea about how strong my money mindset is because I fully believe that abundance is always coming towards me. Uh, money is always flowing into my life. It has always been there. Even if I haven't had a lot of money, the money has always been there. The money is always flowing to me, but as soon as something changes, something goes wrong, immediately I'm like, money hates me, money's never gonna come back, I'm never gonna have money again, oh my god, oh my god, what am I doing? I can't, I can't. And so I really constricted a lot of our spending. So a lot of the rest of the trip, I did do something that I sort of, I hate, that I wanted to not do, where I ordered based on like what different things cost and I tried to make food last longer and I just tried to just be like, oh, I don't need that, like of things that I wanted because I had such a stressful experience about this rental car that I basically discredited everything else that I had prepared the day-to-day -day budget. I, I cut that essentially in half for everything. I was like, nope, we're not spending that. We're not spending that. We're not doing that. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're going to just keep this low-key. And I cut that 
down as much as I possibly could and I only spent if we absolutely had to and I tried really hard to get out of spending anything as much as possible because I was trying to compensate for a problem I didn't even have. I was trying to compensate for the rental car fiasco that did not cost us any more money than it was originally budgeted in. When I got home and I compared what because I did not take it with me. I left it at home so it couldn't haunt me because I'd prepared it before and I looked at what my original rental car budget was for this trip versus what the actual dollar and cent amount that we spent, it was less. So I concocted this whole mess in my head that took away some of my joy over something I just made up, over something that I had prepared for. I prepared for this trip for weeks, for months, honestly, for a freaking year because I knew we were going to get to go. I knew we would be able to take this trip at some point. And so I knew what that was going to cost and I created a budget accordingly. And then when something happened that made me feel like I threw away the whole budget, I, I did. I threw away the whole budget and I cut back on so many things that could have been so fun and so freaking tasty. And I have a lot of regret about that now. Um, because, because of that fear that I had in the moment about something that I had prepared for, I intentionally went out of my way to stay in that scarcity mindset. I went out of my way to be as cheap as possible because I did not trust myself with money at that point, despite the years that I have spent cultivating the trust that I have in myself now. And so, shit happens. Um, your money mindset is always a work in progress. I've I've done a lot of reflecting on how I felt about money from the beginning of the trip to being home for a couple days to being back in the normal world, essentially, paying bills, things like that, and being like, well, I maybe spent a lot on vacation, but I could have spent a lot more and being glad now that I didn't do that and I still had a fabulous trip and it was amazing and wonderful, but the fact that I let the anxiety about money just hang out and haunt the back of my head. I regret that a lot um, because uh, things are going to come up. Things are always going to happen. And I should have taken my own advice about when things happen. And that is keep trying things. There's going to be a solution and it's going to be fucking okay. It's going to be okay. Uh, but I did not listen to my own advice. And as such... It was a it was a mild detriment to me, which was hard, and so it's there are a lot of funny stories now. But the work is always happening. So when people are like, "Oh my gosh, your money mindset's improved so much, and you have such a good relationship with money," and I talk about money all the time to people and how my money story has changed and what my budgeting tools are and techniques, and I talk about these things all the time. It's not because I'm perfect at those things. It's not 
because I'm actually really, really good at them. It's not because I am some phenomenal, money, extravagant, managing person. Um, it's because shit happens and these are how the, I've worked through it. These are things that have helped me. These are situations that I've lived through that have influenced how I view money and how I've learned and grown from them. And this really just proves that like you're always learning, you're always growing. And I probably was really cocky about a lot of it because I was feeling really good about it. I was living, I've been living this life with more money than my parents had in months and months and months of my childhood. I'm living this life with more money than ever imagined in my life. And that's not to be like, we're living like millionaires or like these bougie lifestyles. That is just simply my new normal and looking at my old normal being like, oh my God, I used to like overdraft my account every week. And now I'm like, it's cool. It's cool. I paid all the bills in one go and we're fine. Things like that. Um, so I was pretty cocky about it. I was. I was like, oh, I'm doing so great and we're doing so good and we're doing all this and that and the other thing. And then as soon as the challenge came up, it it opened up a whole lot of new things for me to work through. It pulled out a whole lot of new triggers and gave me something else to work through, which is really what I'm doing and what I want to help other people do. I want to help other people be able to do what I did and that is plan vacation months and months in advance to give you confidence in your day-to-day -day actions and the tools to work through in order to make better choices for your vacation, to make better choices in your day-to-day -day life, to look at your spending, trust yourself, trust your spending, and all of that. And that's really like the main theme of, I think, my mission at this point. And when it comes to helping people get out of debt and to manage their money is you have to change your mindset along the way. As you learn the practical of money management, your mind is going to change along the way. And for the most part, once you're good at managing money, you get to stay good at managing money. Once you've learned those practical skills, it's just a matter of using them. But as you learn your skills, you're always changing your mindset. Your money mindset is always growing. You're always unpacking new things. You're always learning new things. And that's really the biggest thing in all of my teachings. When I teach the practical and the woo-woo together. I teach you practical money management tools so that we can always be working on evolving your mindset, always be giving you a healthier relationship with money, feeling more confident and safe and secure with your finances. And obviously, I've got my own work to do and my own people that hold me accountable for that and my own people that I work through with that. And I want to be that for y'all. I want to be that for so freaking many of y'all. And so... I've kind of like started teasing it on Instagram um, since these uh, this episode is for sure going to be live. I'm recording it on the 8th. It'll be up on the 9th. So happy August 9th if you are listening this day of. I love that. I appreciate y'all so much. If you are listening later on in life, thank you so much. I see all y'all's reviews, all the likes, all the shares. I appreciate it so, so much. But since it is still August, I am doing a free three-day money workshop. Uh, it's going to be September 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. That is going to be teaching you budgeting, mindset, and then we are going to dive a little bit into holidays because the holidays are coming up, how to holiday plan, all of that stuff because 
When you learn to budget and manage your money, when you learn to manage your mindset, your whole life can change. And I want to help as many people change their life as I possibly can. When I was in network marketing, I used to want to help people get debt free using using the opportunity. The opportunity is not the greatest opportunity in the world for most people, but that idea, that passion to help people get out of debt and to change their financial future, that stuck with me. That resonated with me. That makes me excited every single day, which is why I'm doing this three-day workshop. I've got a new course that's going to be coming out here in the next month or so. That'll be kind of after the workshop, and that's going to be a lot of what I have already incorporated into my one-on-ones as well as part of my group program, but it is going to be a go-at-your-own-pace money management experience, learning the tools on how to budget, having different budget templates that you can plug and play into, having, you know, just different videos, all of this stuff. It's going to be super, super dope. And that's going to be for anybody who is, you know, just starting your money journey, starting your money mindset journey, just anywhere you are. If you're far along and you're still struggling to feel worthy about money, I feel you. I got you. We're going to have a whole lot on that. Uh, And just so much, so many things are coming because you should always be growing. You should always be evolving all the time, every day. There's so much more to life. There's so much more out there. And I just can't wait to see that for all of y'all. And as always, I love y'all so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Make sure that you are following me on Instagram. The link is going to be down in the show notes, Cassie Ann Moore, as well as over on Felines and Finance. That is my long-form blog, as well as a bunch of stuff about the cats and other money managing tools. So I will chat with y'all on the next one.